1: And this week, I'm going to take you to the U.S. states of Colorado, Montana, and Wyoming. Well, you might well ask, why these three beautiful Rocky Mountain states? Well, the answer is quite simple, everybody. It's because this week's author, Cricket Roman, has set her four novels that make up the McAllister Brothers series. She's set the stories there. So that's why we're going to Montana, Colorado, and Wyoming. Beautiful states. She refers to them as, well, she's entitled to, because she wrote the books, as romantic Western adventures. Hmm. In my written introduction, I summarized them as Western cowboy suspense thrillers with a touch of romance. For me, that was coming from a male perspective. Um, So it'll be interesting to see if Cricket agrees with me or not. We'll ask her. And we'll also be talking about another one of her books, a standalone book, which is called Saving Madeline. That's an endearing story of two women reacting and coping with the main character's mother, who has been diagnosed with Alzheimer's. So, enough of my chit-chat and waffle. Let's get down to the points here. Let's invite Cricket onto the show. Cricket, welcome to Talking Books.
0: Well, I'm delighted to be here, and I'd love your introduction, especially with the redo of the the categories. Um, I'm kind of limited in what I can use, but you know, I think I might give the online retailers a... A call and see if they might make some changes. I will um, enjoy the process of asking and that will be my entertainment for the day.
1: There you go. It's a great pleasure to have you on the show. So I'm going to talk about the Macalester series first and everybody there are four books in this series. Um, But Cricket, you grew up in the wilds of colorado didn't you, you know with the mountain lions the bobcats the deer the coyotes um the cattle ranchers the cowboys on their horses and the cattle dogs running alongside them so the location of the books has almost is almost second nature to you so my question to you is are these books really a love affair of your past
0: Well, I hadn't thought of it that way, but I yes, they are. And it's it's hard not to. Well, I, I, I love nature, I love animals, I love the outdoors, um and I was fortunate enough to grow up surrounded by mountains and all the things you just mentioned. And uh yes it is. It's somewhat of a love affair and and I did write that first book, Colorado, Colorado Takedown, um, from a log cabin in the mountains.
1: I suspected that. I'm going to come to that. You see, she's quite sneaky, everybody. You know, there's lots of twists and turns in these books. So, so let's, let's go to the first book, Cricket, um, Colorado Takedown. Um, here you introduce us to Trace. And now Trace is the youngest brother in the McAllister family. And you introduce us to the character Hannah, who's, how shall I say, a bit of a naive city girl, especially for country life. And she's there, you know, she's moved up to Colorado, setting up her own ranch for the first time, having won the lottery, and dreaming of a new life of being an artist and painting. But it doesn't go quite according to plan, does it? Do you want to embroider on this story?
0: Well, she came with her friend. and, uh, and they had a plan, although I do think that, that the man's plan was a little different than hers. And uh, he didn't always share everything. And, you know, basically I, I killed him off right away. You did? <laughs> so she, oh. said she didn't know anything about the country life, although she thinks she, that's what she wants, but she knows nothing, nothing.
1: No, she doesn't, um, because in the storyline, yes, she wins the lottery. And, but there's a scam, isn't there? But who's doing the scamming?
0: Well, now that's part of the mystery.
1: <laughs> it is.
0: Several um, scams and, and twists and turns that are going on there, and um, actually one of them you don't even really, really know the answer until you finish book four. But um, I do I do wrap each book up, but but I leave a little couple of questions unanswered, so you just have to go forward.
1: Absolutely. Um, was it your intention to spice up the storylines, you know, with a bit of an on-off romances between the main characters of the books, and was that you um, doing that? So is that you know. You could bring in female readers here for what would be potentially a male-dominated book.
0: Yeah, that's a really good question. Oh, yeah. um, I thought that I was um, going to be a romance writer, and and I figured that my main audience would be women because women like to read about men. Yeah. Um, so that's where I started, it just, I don't know, I'm i am an eclectic reader, and I think my writing is very eclectic too, which actually for marketing is a problem for <laughs> that too, you know, the romance readers just want a way lot more romance, um, and a lot more heat with their romance, you know, and that's, that's really not me, I, I like love, I like love, and I like romance, but I don't, like graphic romances, <laughs> but even in the, and you you call these um, delicate romances, I think, or something. I do. Like
1: I put in my written introduction um, delicate um, love scenes,
0: and I think that's all I'm capable of doing. Even writing, even writing those. Actually, I know I know where it's going to go, and I and I and I type in capital letters. Love scene goes here because you know, I have to be in the mood to write them. Mm. Then I go back and, 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 and try to write them. But even then, sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm not even looking at the keyboard or the screen when I'm typing because I'm just kind of an old-fashioned girl. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, do you know what I love about your books? You know, um, it's the, the twist um, the terms of these books, um, the unexpected surprises, and especially in, you know, the first book, Colorado Turned Up, you, you know, what well, I wasn't expecting. Ooh, Rick and Rudy, a twin. Um, you know, was <sighs> this plot, this storyline of this book easy for you to write, create, or did you struggle with it?
0: Um I pretty much struggle with every book. I, I do um I do a lot of prewriting. writing I mm-hmm. try to get the, the main plot points and then but figuring out how to get from plot point A to plot point B um takes me a bit of time. It really takes me I spend a year on each one of those books. Mm-hmm. And, you know, much faster. But um I not only well maybe I just think too much. I don't know. Um, And then I mean, sometimes I will rewrite one sentence 10 times because I'm a little bit particular about my words. And first, second, third drive, they don't necessarily come out the way I'm happy with. So. Um,
1: Well, yeah, I mean, you said, you know, when I look at your background, you know, you write from a child, you love reading books, but you didn't actually start to love writing books till 1984.
0: That's absolutely right. I just, I had, and and I assume that other people have had this experience too. As a oh, child.
1: Me too. Me
0: too. Okay. <laughs> no one taught me how to write. As I recall, teachers would assign a writing assignment. And then you'd, you know, you'd write it and uh, you'd get your paperback full of red marks later. And basically they just marked spelling and grammar and no one ever taught me how to write. I learned spelling and grammar pretty well, but not the writing process at all. So. To me, writing was a chore. I never got to write what I wanted to write, so I didn't like it. Um, I really, it. But when I was a teacher, um, I started writing things for children, which came very naturally. And I was a good teacher, and I wrote 125 eight-page emergent readers that helped teachers teach reading to five and six-year-olds. And that was a love doing that.
1: My my mother was an English teacher. Um, So when I wrote my little story, all I would get is see me at the bottom in red. See me. Oh, (laughs) I hated it. And I didn't start writing, you know, until, oh, you know, a couple of years ago. But so I can relate to you there. Very much so. I wanted to um, move swiftly on here, Cricket, if you don't mind. I want to take you to the second book and this one of course is montana countdown and this is um where you introduce the the older brother troy now troy likes to be a bit of a hero doesn't he um that's when he sees himself and then you introduce us to ivy the the budding novelist um and she's there for a fortnight's adventure at troy's ranch and All the break ins, all the vandalisms going on here. And I'm thinking, hmm, I can see that the McAllister family are rich. And I'm thinking, have they got enemies? Are, you know, is somebody after their wealth? What wealth? What are they after? And is Ivy and like Hannah in the first book just caught up in this web of the McAllister brothers? What's the story here?
0: It's definitely um, a lifestyle and location that neither are used to, really. Um, and of course, Ivy had no intention of going to meet a man. That was just not even. Oh no. So. Um, but it, but it happened. It was awkward. Um, and and Troy, the older brother, he he was. On the surface, he appeared to be a ladies' man, and he was kind of into fashion. He kind of liked to look cool, um, but he wanted no part of a relationship. No oh no, enough. he
1: just wanted to womanize and go to the gym in his barn.
0: Yeah, by the women, with the the, girl, the female um, horse riders that come into his ranch to practice their their um, synchronized horse riding. <laughs> yeah, he loved that attention, but he had no. He didn't want. A relationship. So it was, it was a little awkward. It, it was very awkward at first. And it, and it just kind of, it just kind of happened. She was different. She wasn't trying to impress him. And he was, that struck him as interesting. She was a
1: little bit precocious, you know, and she, um, she wasn't interested. She was different, very different.
0: Was Different. And she was hardworking and she came from a, I mean, she, she was a, um, an EMT and a paramedic and then she was, you know, kind of a tough gal that could take care of herself in certain ways. <laughs> just, I,
1: I thought that because in the book, um, you know, she, he told her to leave the calf, you know, but she tendered that calf, didn't she? on this on the uh, the mountainside? And he thought, mm, where's this come from? This was her medical background, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, she was, you know, she was fearless when it came to. Oh, um, yeah. and, and she just, I mean, even, as some of the, it's it's kind of a dude ranch there too, but um, some of the guests at the ranch just got a kick out of her because she even, she she helped insects. I mean, she helped everything that she could help. And um, if something was struggling or hurting, she just, she just took care of it. No matter whether there's a cougar coming at you or not.
1: Oh, I like that. I like that little story there of the mountain lion. And and I love to there. and she adopts the little, um, Coyote uh, pup doesn't change because it shadow. It's only eight weeks old.
0: Doesn't, she doesn't know that it's a coyote pup for quite a while.
1: Not until um, Troy tells her.
0: No, you know, actually, let me think. I'm pretty sure this is right now. Kitchy, he's a Native American man, and he's, he's Troy's he right is. hand. And, um, and has been from, from day one. He, he knew right away because he was out in the, in the woods doing his own version of a work, a gym workout. He did it out in the forest. Yeah. And then so he, he saw the coy- coyotes.
1: And Sage is a fascinating character and she on the reception desk, she seems to know what's going on.
0: And I, you know, the, actually this series has given me so much material. If I ever want to do like a, a, a spin off one of the other characters, I've got, I've got lots to pick from.
1: Oh, you sure have, you sure have. Um, And, you know, um, in all of your books, um, you know, there's a theme of manipulation, they're tense, the storylines are, they're real page turners. And again, we see this, um, you know, in the third book, Wyoming Sundown. Um, and here we see the Father Clint setting a challenge, a contest, um a contest to bring the two sons together because they they 're like brothers you know on and off, and they 've not seen each other for a couple of years because they 're in different states, different ranches, doing different things, and of course he sets up this challenge doesn 't he to go um, horseback cross racing you know across Wyoming. Um, to try and put the two brothers together, of course, which uh, Alice, um, their mother and Clint's wife, says you're absolutely, that's not going to happen. And so do you want to tell us why you set this contest up in this book?
0: Well, <laughs> this was one of my, the hardest books I think I ever wrote because I had the premise. I wanted to bring the whole family together. That was the initial idea, to bring the whole family together. And uh, Clint's a tough old guy, and Alice is even tougher. Um,
1: she rolls the roast.
0: She does, and she gets even more ornery in book four.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: I wanted to bring the family together, so that was my main goal. And then I came up with a premise that, oh, there'd be just dis- the dad would do this dangerous contest for his sons. I'm not sure why, but it gave him kind of, he's had a tough time because he's been wheelchair bound for about the last 15 years and he hasn't done much. And this idea of this challenge gave him new energy and he was kind of more like himself. He was excited about this, (laughs) but my premise was, okay, here's two cowboys on horseback riding each writing alone, one coming from the north, one coming from the south, they're going to meet in the middle in Wyoming in the middle of the winter in snow. Hmm. I thought, okay, there's, there's a pretty vague premise. <laughs> and, and how do I do dialogue when they're by themselves most of the time?
1: Absolutely. I was thinking, how is she going to do this? Because, I mean, no, no man in his right mind would do that in the middle of winter in Wyoming, would they?
0: No. So oh. – that's kinda of when I thought and you know, I've got to bring the women in more. And once I brought the women in mm. let them, you know, they each had their own point of view chapters and things. It then the story just kind of then it and then, then it took off and I couldn't write it fast enough. And
1: No, because Alice has got her own idea about this. And when we look at the book, you know, we're now on book three. They you know the, the two uh, McAllister brothers and their girlfriends, they've moved on from being just friends to a little bit more. And in this book, you actually say they're fiancés. And I think you're hinting at what's coming up in the fourth book, um, you know, Wild Weddings. <laughs> and when I see this fourth book, um, everybody, yeah, oh, Alice is a very strong character in this book, and you, you tend to think, don't you, that Clint's going to be the strong character? But it's really Alice. It's the women who are the strong characters in your books, aren't they?
0: Yes, <laughs> yes. You're right about that. It wasn't my initial intention, but as you know, as they as they all grew, everybody grew and and became um, stronger and more. <laughs> with greater purpose for sure.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, horses feature very much in all of your books, don't they? You love horses, don't you?
0: Love horses. Um, I can't ride horses. Um, I love horses. My, my husband, um, once he retired, he trains horses and he, he takes care of horses and, um
1: Mm. because your husband jerry has had a huge influence on creating your stories hasn't he because he's consulted in the horsing the training he's had a huge effect on your books a huge impact
0: he he does because i (laughs) i see him come home he comes home battered and bruised like on a daily basis practically we just got through having um five tears in his shoulder fixed because you know, he's, he's 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 even training older horses that have never been ridden. That have been like like wild horses out on the range, and you know, it doesn't always go well.
1: No, no.
0: Guess, you know, but very often when he's home, you know, he's not, because he likes his, he does the horse thing and he loves it, so that's great. And then I'm here doing the riding thing, and I love that, so it works well. But I do. I, I when he's here, I run out. and I go, honey, what do you call that thing that <laughs> goes over the nose when you? He's great with that, and he always reads my books before I even send him to for a final editing with my editor. So he always reads them and goes, well, are "You should." Sure
1: go, why not? Why not? You know, um, in you know why Sundance. Apart from the usual twists and turns, we start to see, as I said to you, the romance blossoming here between Hannah and Ivy and Troy and Trace. Um. And and for you know, all right, you've got your hardened cowboys, but really, they're quite they're a bit softies at heart, aren't they? These two brothers.
0: And they and they discovered that they're much better with their women.
1: When when will we see the, you know your fourth book coming out? Wild weddings.
0: Wild weddings. Well, actually, I it was just put up for. Um, I tried to do a, at least a, a six week pre order. For, for readers, and then I, you know, I, I for ninety nine cents. Oh my gosh, that's just a killer. But um, but that's okay because I, I do want people to read them, read the books. So it's up for pre order um, on Amazon right now, and I think the, I think the release date though isn't until January twelfth for for, get, for getting the books and the and I may put the paperback up sooner though.
1: Because I, I was thinking, uh, hmm. Are they going to be are they going to get you know are there going to be weddings here are they going to get married you know you don't actually you know you really do tease the the reader here are they aren't they they might do who knows um so okay. book four really does pull all of these books together the the family come together the romances are you know moving along here. But I'm not going to give the storyline away here, guys. You're just going to have to read the book to find out all oh, the weddings, what happens. Isn't that right, Cricket?
0: I appreciate that. It's, really, it's, it's hard for me not to, like when I'm, when I'm writing the, the blurb that goes on all the sales pages and things, you know, I want to tell them the, the exciting parts. But if I tell them the really exciting parts, then I'm giving it a spoiler alert, you know. It's, it's, I,
1: I've I've always learned, I know, the art of writing a good book is getting the readers to turn the pages. And for me, you know, these series of four books in, you know, the McAllister Brothers series does that. I couldn't, you know, when I was reviewing them, I just couldn't put them down. I says it took me days and days, and I was thinking, just will you tell us what's happening here? And, and, And I had to put this down, put that down. And then I realized I was missing things. And so as you do when you get a good book, oh, I forgot to do this, I forgot to do that. So these books, um, guys are absolutely, um, tension filled thrillers, mystery. I've just, it's been a real labor of love actually going through these books, guys. And I just can't emphasize that enough. Um, but I want to take you now cricket to, um, your standalone book, uh, if that's okay with you. Um, and this is saving Madeline, everybody, um, to which you describe, and these are your description. It says, um, this is a, a contemporary fiction entertaining, you say, humor, emotion and an unusual mother daughter relationship. So I thought, okay, let's have a look. Um, And having had previous chats with you, I think you wrote this book to talk about a character that's facing, living with Alzheimer's and all the devastating um, cruelty that comes with this debilitating, degrading disease. Because I think you've experienced this yourself, haven't you? And this is why I think you felt compelled to write this story because you wanted to tell a story about Alzheimer's but do it in your style with twists, turns, fillers. And you put the characters in, Roxy, the um, out-of-work actor, and then Jin, the um, ex-army veteran who's Blind from a wound, you know, an incident that took place in Afghanistan. And you put them all in an apartment to look after the mother, and then you make her disappear. And I'm going, I've got to ask this lady, where did you create this plot from? You're going to share this with
0: us? I'll be happy to share. I'll try to hold it together while I share this with you. But um, both of my parents had Alzheimer's, both of them. Okay. Ten years older than than mom, so it it ended to be it was a a, a lot of years were covered with me learning about and helping them in their situations. So they both they both passed away. They lived to be in their nineties, which really wasn't a blessing because they had Alzheimer's, severe Alzheimer's, the last eight years of their life. So I wanted, I thought, well, I'll. I'm a writer. Um, I'll write a memoir of the of that 14 year span, because a lot of very interesting things did happen. And I sort of started plotting it. And I thought, you know what? And I read other books about Alzheimer's that were some that were so sort of fiction and or fictionalized a little bit, but most of them were true stories. And, and oh, they just they were they were such downers. I just I didn't want to write a book that. I didn't want to read and I didn't want to make other people feel bad. um, Which Alzheimer's is a topic that can make you feel pretty bad. sure. I have the idea. Well, no, I'll write a story that's totally, total fiction. And I'll just give the readers a glimpse of Alzheimer's, but not slam them with it, you know, just a glimpse of it. Because I do want more people to understand it a little bit better. Um, Madeline actually has the early onset type of Alzheimer's, which which is um, obviously starts at an earlier age and it moves much swifter. So I did have to do a little bit of research for that. That um. and Roxy, the struggling actor. Well, mm. I did that. <laughs> um, I was a struggling actor for about ten years.
1: And I'm coming uh, to that.
0: Uh, so that, that part I pretty much had covered in my mind. Um, I had to do more research for gin And I did a lot of online research, but then I also did some interviews too. I interviewed people that had been wounded um, in war. Yeah. Very, very candid with me and talking with me about that. Um, let's see. And then Madeline, you know, she shows up, what, about a third of the way into it? She does. Her, Roxy's elder sister just drops her mother off because she's getting too difficult to handle.
1: Now, Monica's um, not a nice sister, is she? Awful.
0: She is just awful. <laughs> yes,
1: yeah, she is. She's awful, everybody. Monica, she's a doctor, high flying, thinks she knows it all. Um, no, I didn't like her. Roxy was, Roxy was for me.
0: Roxy was feisty, Monica was uppity. But but it takes them quite a while to figure out what the problem is. And they go through a lot of ups and downs dealing with the the odd behavior and and things like that. Most of the odd behavior that ended up in the book um, is pretty darn truthful. because I lived with my mother.
1: I thought Jin came up with a few um, odd um, ideas, didn't she?
0: She did. Um, I was thinking – Okay, right. (laughs) Like the mind.
1: (laughs) You see, when I look at all of your your characters, your female characters, I'm thinking there's you in an awful lot of these characters because when we go back to uh, Hannah, you know, artist, um, painter, um, and then we look at Ivy, Writing, you love writing. Roxy, she's an actor. You are an actor. Um, she's an out of work actor. You obviously were an out of work actor. Um, you know, a singer. I can see all these female characters. There is something of you in all of these characters. I'm right, aren't I?
0: Darn it, down. you're right.
1: <laughs> Good yeah. for me. Yes. <laughs>
0: I mean, they're not me, but, you know, I, but you, and obviously the things that happen in the stories, you know, didn't, most of them did not happen to me, but as far as the characters, who they are, yeah, there's always a little bit of me. And I think, I kind of think most authors hmm, do. I don't don't do it intentionally, but those are the ideas. In the background.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, I have to say, what intrigues me um, is how you came up with the idea of putting the three women together, you know, of different ages, background, abilities, requiring different things from life. And even, yes, you throw in a... a, a there's a hint of romance there with um, an actor, James. There's just a, a hint, isn't there? there?
0: There is a hint, and, and for a while... But it's, it's a very delicate hint, and it, it really mm-hmm. never plays out in the book. But it, it leaves a few doors open if there were to be a sequel. That would not, that would not be a series, but it, there could be a sequel there.
1: Did you enjoy writing that book?
0: I did enjoy writing the book and, and coming up with, like, Gin's um, German Shepherd that she has to help her.
1: Oh, yeah, Tonic, Gin and Tonic.
0: You know, every now and then I am clever. I, but, I, you know, I, that, that that gave me joy to come up with the dog's name.
1: Um, I like the dog. The dog is very, very astute. Yeah. And, of course, dogs can pick up things that we humans can't, you know. If a person's not feeling okay, the dog can sense it. And Tonic senses things, doesn't he? Yeah. You know,
0: you know it, it's quite a thrilling ending, too, when when Madeline goes missing, that becomes a big deal.
1: <laughs> I know, the plastic bag full of certain things. I'm thinking, ooh, you know. Um, cricket, I have to say, I've thoroughly enjoyed reviewing your books. I've loved the stories. Um, but I, what I can't comprehend at the moment, everybody is, why is this author, Cricket Roman, not, you know, with her Western cowboy mystery thrillers, with the edge to romance, why, you know, come on, literary agents, come on, publishers. Why isn't this lady, you know, on the best-selling lists, you know, in, in bookshops? These stories are fabulous. So if it, any literary agents are going to listen in, publishers, take a look because these stories are just absolutely amazing. They they are the highest quality, and I know you're laughing here, and I have to say to fellow authors, they are a true labor of love. And have a look at these guys. Go and sample a book and go and love them because I certainly did. So, I have to say to everybody you know, as I said, reviewing Cricket Romans and McAllister Brothers series of books and Saving Madeline was a real labor of love. I've absolutely enjoyed them. So, all you avid readers who love books, you know, who love adventure, who love mystery, who love crime, who love tension, who love romance. These books have got the lot. Go and have a look at her books. Go and give her a go. Go and give her a chance. Get your reading buds tingling again with these exciting, exciting, tense books. So all I'm left to say now is to Cricket, Thank you so much for giving me the great pleasure of interviewing you, looking at your books, and thank you for coming on Talking Books.
0: Um, thank you for inviting me on. It was a, it was a pleasure for me too. And it's, you know, it's been a hard couple of years. I'd I, I love to talk to readers. I'd love to talk to other authors. And it just the last couple of years, it just hasn't happened. So, so thank you.
1: Oh, you're very welcome. It's been a great pleasure. I'm JT Crowley, everybody, and as I say at the end of all my podcasts, thanks for listening, watching, wherever, wherever you, even wherever you are in the world. So until next time, stay safe.